guys, welcome back to the podcast. I'm Morgan, your host, and I'm so happy to be back here with you guys. I hope everyone has been having an amazing week so far. I am so busy. It's the last month of school and I'm graduating May 5th and I'm moving directly after that. So managing finals, projects, moving, and graduating all at the same time is kind of a lot, but we're getting through it and we're almost there. And today I'm so excited for you guys to be listening to this episode. There are sadly a couple issues with audio, so just bear with us with that. But I still think that you guys will really love this episode. I am joined by Nikki. She is the co-founder of Body Love Women and the founder of To Do Women. Body Love Women is a platform on Instagram with an evidence-based approach to self-love, self-care, better eating habits, everything like that. And I think you guys would really benefit from going and checking out her accounts because I love them and I love what they're doing especially the evidence-based approach because a lot of times you don't know if the information that people are posting about or is real or true so I just love the approach that they're taking to it and then also her to-do woman which is based all around productivity and she sells these super cute planners which I love and I, I want to get one really badly I'm gonna order one soon so you guys should definitely check it out and I'm just super excited for everyone to hear this this episode we talk on all things body image body image and social media pressure that we get from social media as women how to love and accept the parts of yourself that you don't really like and we touch on eating disorders body dysmorphia some kind of like real deep topics she shares her experience with both of those so then i also share mine so it's a really raw honest conversation about those big topics that a lot of us face on a day-to-day but don't always talk about so i'm super excited for you guys to hear this episode and like always feel free to follow the instagram at real radiant with two t's review the podcast leave some feedback i want to hear feedback from you guys and just let me know if you're liking what we're doing or if you want to see things and hear any certain guests or topics, let me know. I'm always open to feedback. So without further ado, let's get into the podcast. Hi, Nikki. Thank you so much for coming on Real Radiant. I'm so excited to have you here. Pleasure. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. (laughs) And I have been asking everybody that comes on the podcast, what is one quote that has really resonated with them and changed their perspective on things like life, jobs, relationships, themselves, So what was one that really stuck with you? My quote is, today you are you, that is truer than true. There's no one alive who is youer than you. And I live by it every single day because it's like, I feel like we always try to be other people and like we're always looking at other people being like, oh, I wish I had that or I wish I was like this. And it's like when you just live as yourself, your strengths come out and then you fucking kill it. Yeah, I, <laughs> I love that. Comparison, like it's always that quote, that quote that we've all heard. Comparison is the of joy, and it's so true. Like you're never gonna yes. be happy unless you really just focus on yourself and do you. So I love that. One hundred percent. And like you put so much time and energy into other people when you're focusing on them rather than yourself. And mm-hmm. where's that energy to like power through what you can do and what you can achieve? Exactly. And like most of the time, all the energy that you're putting towards other people, they don't even care or like they don't even think about you or what you're doing. So it's just, it's just wasted energy that yeah. you're putting towards yourself. So I love that. Half of them don't even know you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> 
especially with all like the influences and celebs and stuff like they don't know who you are like yeah. why why do you want to be like them yeah you know yeah so tell us it a little bit about yourself what you do your background your story and things like that sure so I'm 25 um I did my social work honors degree at UNSW um anyway at a university and then I was working in that for like two years and absolutely loved like the whole counseling element of social work um and then I decided to do a master's of counseling and psychotherapy so that's what I'm finishing up now very soon which is exciting um and just working at like a clinic as a trainee counsellor um and absolutely loving it and then I've got to do women which is like focused on helping women achieve their goals and selling planners and then I've got body love women um which I'm a co-founder of with my friend Terry and that's all about helping women with body image self-love um nutrition and kind of just supporting them guiding them on their journey with like evidence-based information rather than like all this like bullshit fad dieting stuff that we see on like TikTok, Instagram, which is just such BS. And it's like, I could talk about that forever. It just really pisses me off all that, that like false information that's out there that I think is so detrimental to young women. Yeah. I love that. That's my spiel. (laughs) I love what you're doing with both to do women and body love women. And like, for those listening, I started following Nikki when she was just doing to do women and then they created the body love women and both platforms I just think are really empowering. So like you guys should go check them out on Instagram and especially the body love women, because I love the evidence-based approach that you guys are taking, because I mean, what you said is so true. All this information is being spread out there, but there's no research or like studies that people are backing their TikToks up with or their Instagram posts with yeah they're just like making up tips and tricks and stuff that you can do but how do you know that it's actually going to work or it's good for you and you don't so I think that's what you guys are doing is really good well, I appreciate that yeah. yeah so to kind of get into it and like talk about your body love woman and what you guys are doing there I want to first ask you because with everything having a lot of times people don't understand things until they've gone through it themselves. And so like, I want to talk to you a little bit about how your relationship with your body is and like, what was the big motivator in trying to help other women with that? Yeah. Um, Such a great question. (laughs) I feel like my relationship with my body is constantly fluctuating, which I don't know if that's a good or bad thing, um, but I guess it's a journey. And I think a huge motivating factor was the, was the fact that I went through an eating disorder when I was 16. And whilst, you know, social media wasn't exactly there and a huge thing at the time, like looking back, I felt like I didn't have a community. I didn't have a platform where I could go to without having to talk to my mom and my friends. And, you know, this platform is for women who want that guidance, who want that community, who want that support, who want information, um, tips and stuff, but they don't have to put themselves out there, um, which I think is really good. Like they can almost re- remain anonymous. 
And that was a huge motivating factor to think about like the younger self, my younger self and being like, what would have worked for like Nikki at that time? Um, and yeah, I think that's where my passion came from that when I was going through that, I didn't have support and community. And I really want that for myself now, but also for young women, older women, whoever, um, to feel like they have a space to go to a hub. Yeah. I love yeah. that. Especially the anonymous approach, because talking about this kind of stuff with friends and family and people that you know in real life can be really intimidating because there's so much room for judgment and like just having yeah. that space to talk about it online, just you can be free, you can be yourself and you don't have to tell people all the details about your life. You can just share what you want to share. So I think that's 100%. Yeah, exactly. And I think like the fact that I will be a psychotherapist, the fact that Terry is a dietitian, mm -hmm. like we got that backing. We're not just giving false advice or we're not just like an influencer being like, reach out and I can help. It's like, no, we're actually there to help. And if we wow. can't help, then we'll guide you to seek professional advice and support. Yeah. I love so, that. Yeah. So you talked a little bit about your younger self and like when you look back at that time, what were some of the biggest things that you think you struggled with and do you still struggle with them now? Or if, and if not, what were, what was the methods or ways that you kind of brought yourself out of that? Right question. I think when I was younger, that's when social media restarted to pick up when I was 16 like Instagram I'm pretty sure Snapchat um and I just remember seeing all these like really thin models everywhere and I mean ever since growing up like we see them in movies we see them on advertisements like everywhere and I don't know I just I think I remember being like oh my god this is what and obviously I didn't have the emotional maturity back then but in hindsight I think it was like all these people are getting um, what's it, like this attention and this is what worth looks like. Like if you're thin and you're famous and that's when you're worthy, that's when you've made it, that's when you're successful. And I think that was what was going through my head at the time. Um, and that was a huge influence because it was all about being skinny because I was diagnosed with anorexia. So it was like all about being skinny all about not eating carbs and like the bad foods um and I think I remember so clearly there was one day where and for those listening like if you're going through it you have been through it you've got a friend going through it I don't know Morgan if you've been through it but it is the most lonely depressing experience that you can go through and I just remember being like, I feel like I have no friends. I had so many friends, they were amazing, but like no friends. I can't even go out to eat. I can't, I can't do anything because my whole life is consumed by this focus on wanting to be skinny. And there was one day where I was like, fuck this. Like what life am I living at 16 years old? Like, I don't want to feel lonely and sad every day waking up and, um, the dietitian that I was seeing at the time had a book called um, Eating Your Way Back to Health. And that's literally what I did. I was like, fuck this. I'm just going to try it out. Like, just see what I can do. 
and I just started eating like chocolate I started eating bread and I was like hey I still have friends I'm still like loved by people I'm still worthy I haven't like gained 50 kilos I'm still beautiful and it was like obviously a huge process but looking back I was like I kind of just was like fuck this and started eating and it took me a while to get there but I was just so fed up with the whole journey of loneliness and being depressed and hating myself yeah um and you know for those listening who are like it's not that easy it isn't that easy to and it, it it took a lot of therapy sessions a lot of psychoeducation on um like dietetics so it wasn't like for a week I had anorexia and then the next week I was like fuck this I'm gonna eat again it was like two three years so (laughs) if you are going through this go and seek support because it is helpful and especially getting it was that education that I needed and I think sometimes we don't understand what anorexia is or how to get out of it or or any eating disorder and I feel like that really helped me so yeah yeah Yeah, no I totally understand where you're coming from because I developed anorexia when I was in sixth grade which is super early and like was off and on until my senior year of high school and then like my senior year of high school I really fell into fitness. Like I started working out with a trainer and that just kind of like flipped the switch, like where I was like, fuck this too. And I just fell into that whole aspect of it. And Mm -hmm. that like got me out of all those patterns. But yeah, I totally understand like where you're coming from and the need to be thin. And then social media was probably the biggest contributor to it. (laughs) Because like I got Instagram in sixth grade. So then those two like had a straight parallel. Um, but yeah, so yeah. Um, yeah. For you, what do you recommend women who like maybe going through that or have really negative self body image do who may not have the resources to like go get a dietitian or a therapist or even talk to their like families about it? So, what are mm-hmm. some steps or tips that you have for women? So, I mean, I don't know what the system's like in America. Can you guys get like a mental health care plan where you get free therapy? No, no. Okay. Yeah, that right. would be nice though. That was, yeah. So that's what happened with me because therapy is so ridiculously expensive. Yeah. Um, in Australia, for those listening in Australia, you can go to your um, general practitioner and get like a mental health care plan and you can get six to like 10 sessions um, of mental health and like Medicare will pay for that. But people who don't have access to even a general practitioner, um, I definitely recommend trying to research and find pages. There's so many and Morgan, I'm happy to send you after to put in like the notes or whatever um, some platforms where it is evidence-based information that people are giving around eating disorders. But I think firstly, when you're having those negative thoughts, it's so important to actually acknowledge them and reflect on why you're having them. Like, where is that pressure coming from? Is it social media? Is it family? Is it the community you're in? Society standards? Like, what is it? Reflect on that and then go through like your core beliefs of like trying to get to the bottom of do you genuinely think that you are not worthy if you are fat? 
And if so, challenge that. Like, where does that come from? When did it start? Um, and I mean, you're saying it, it is really difficult to chat to your family about it. But even if you have one friend that you trust, go to them. It's so hard to actually say, hey, I'm really struggling with my body image. I'm having these thoughts. Maybe text them, write in a letter to them, um, voice note them whatever it is but it's so important to have that support because I feel like if I didn't have that support I I don't know where I would have been without my boyfriend at the time or my friends helping me because it's a hard fucking journey and putting that pressure to overcome it by yourself Morgan I'm sure you can understand like yeah it, it it's difficult <laughs> um but yeah, seeking out support like that and going to platforms that do have evidence-based information, reaching out to them, asking them for help. I'm sure there's a lot of different places in America um, to Australia, but yeah, reach, reach out. <laughs> uh, it can be such a hard and overwhelming thing to do, but I think once you make that first step of just saying something to somebody, it doesn't even have to be like everything that you're thinking but just yeah like just a little breadcrumb and then maybe they can start just paying attention to it more and then you guys can collectively together like work yeah on yeah and even I guess for like the friends and the poor people out there who don't know what to do if your friend if you do see changes in them and you feel like they aren't being themselves reach out to them because 100% they are scared to say something to you and all they want is for you to just acknowledge that and say hey are you doing okay lately it changes everything mm-hmm. to yeah. have that so yeah yeah cool tip so to go because social media is such a big influence with body image and everything so what are your go-to strategies for approaching social media from a more mindful approach you know where you're going on it not exposing yourself to things that could make you upset or make you question yourself so what do you think about that it's such a funny question because I feel like I preach this, but then I don't actually do it because yeah. <laughs> I still follow like the really the pages that are really bad for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but so my whole thesis is on social media and body image, and what the research is saying, and what I've slowly really try to implement. But it's been it's difficult to change habits. Um, Firstly, following pages, obviously, that you resonate with. So a lot of the body positive pages, having a diversity of shapes, colors, skin, ability, disability, whatever it is, following those types of pages have really um, lowered women's body dissatisfaction, depression, risk of eating disorder, um, anxiety around body surveillance when you're constantly like judging every single part and taking every part of your body. Um, So I've really tried to start switching over to more body positive pages. Um, And then research also shows that it's a lot about self-compassion. So if you are looking at those pages that do trigger negative thoughts or unhelpful eating patterns or body surveillance, if you feel like you're starting to go back into like a depressive state or whatever it is, then using self-compassion and I think it's 
you know, a lot about waking up and putting in small habits of practicing gratitude around your body, whether that's waking up and doing like a body scan. And um, for those who don't know body scan, it's like more of that mindfulness Mm -hmm. um, work and feeling your arms, feeling your fingertips, noticing your smells, um, all the sensory work kind of. And maybe you want to focus on three parts of your body that you don't like, say your arms focus on that for like a few minutes and just think about what your arms give you, what they allow you to do, what strength can come from your arms and just like really trying to mindfully be present in your body and get your mind to focus on the positive aspects of parts of your body that you don't like because long, long story short, social media does have that effect. And sometimes we don't even realize it, but we're scrolling looking through all these like size zeros and then we go and look in the mirror and we're like oh my god (laughs) size 14 what the fuck yeah no that's so true because when (laughs) when you spend so much time on social media and that's all you're looking at you know you're just looking at super skinny models with the perfect lives like they're traveling all the time have amazing clothes all this stuff like that's how you think everything is that's how you think everyone outside of social media operates and that's the only life out there basically and when that's all you're exposing yourself to it can be so limiting in your thought process so I think definitely like the body scan and like you said bringing being more mindful and just having presence outside of social media like in your life day-to-day is so important so I love that yeah and how do you like because there's so many habits around social media usage like bad habits and Mm -hmm. it'd be hard to actually make the changes so how do you actually find the motivation to break those bad habits and work through it because some people like I think need to some people go through that stage of bad habits and affecting them and then they realize oh fuck but you know like it's affected me so negatively what can I do now but try at the beginning if you feel like you are starting to go on social media a lot more and scrolling through TikTok scrolling through Instagram set aside a time for you to do that so instead of you know you're sitting at your desk doing your work and your phone's right there and you start scrolling on TikTok like that subconsciously is going to get you into such a negative mindset if you're scrolling through all these like size zero body image and also just to put out I'm not skinny shaming at all but that's just like what we see on social media um if you're at your desk put your phone away if you want to get into good habits set aside time for yourself maybe that's literally five minutes in the morning five minutes at lunchtime and then maybe you want to spend half an hour in the nighttime before bed or something, which I don't recommend. But if that's how you start off, then just set yourself aside time to do it. And then it's like exciting. It's like your guilty pleasure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just finding the time is huge, I think, because we always make the excuse of like, oh, I'm too busy. I don't have time to do that. But then we can scroll through Instagram for two hours. Exactly. <laughs> I guess it's just 100 percent. Yeah, I'm so much more productive when my phone is out of sight, out of mind, mm-hmm. and I have to literally get up and walk to go get my phone because I'm like, exactly. I'm too lazy to do that. <laughs> and it's kind of like a gratifying feeling too when you've put your phone away and you've gone into the flow of your work or whatever you're doing, and then a couple hours later you go back and look at it. Then it's like a nice 
yeah kind of like a reward yeah Yeah. I don't I feel like social media shouldn't be a reward to go on it feels like (laughs) yeah so like for you and because you're writing the thesis on social media and body image throughout your research and everything that you've come across what do you think is one common trend you've seen amongst women or issue that you think is really prevalent within society today there's a few I think the two main ones that are really prevalent in the research now and I think it's got to do with firstly the impact of COVID because all of us start to use social media way more during COVID I think for women it was like 29 hours plus a week now that they're using social media which is wild um but one trend is fitspiration there is like this whole thing now as a so you know like of tone fit athletic bodies and I feel like that word fitspiration is just synonymous with thin like there's no real difference it's still skinny it's not that like heroin looking thin ideal that used to be but it's still pressuring women to have no fat on their bodies have muscle Mm -hmm. be exercising 24 7 like it's just so unattainable and so unrealistic so that's one thing um the second thing is the whole idea of like the slim thick which I've only done a little bit of research on, but the slim thick ideal of having like the big butt, big breasts, small waist, like that is so unachievable as well. And that's only done with most of the time cosmetic surgery. So then it kind of leads into the effects of women experiencing body dissatisfaction, going and getting cosmetic surgery where they've actually gone to surgeons showing them photos of themselves in like Instagram or TikTok filters and said making me look like this and surgeons have been like that's a filter that's not real like I can't even do that and women then getting more upset about their bodies because of that so that's the increase and trigger in anxiety around body depression around body risk of eating disorders for women so like those main trends of slim thick fitspiration um, and the fact that all these women that people follow have cosmetic surgery ultimately causes all of that for for women I want to dive deeper into a little bit about the body dysmorphia and what you touched on so um I mean I think people everybody I think has a general idea of what body dysmorphia is and Mm. everyone probably experiences it to some sort of extent and for you personally like your research that you've done and Um, like with your account and women that you spoke to what are your thoughts when it comes to like the filters and the plastic surgery (laughs) all that stuff even after I mean I've hardly touched on the Mm -hmm. research like these are just 20 articles that I found that Mm -hmm. is for a 5,000 word thesis like it's nothing and already my mind is blown and I'm like oh my god I need to dig deeper but I feel like for body dysmorphia it's just women thinking from what I've experienced myself, spoken mm-hmm. to other women about, seen in some research, is that women just think they're fat. It doesn't matter what shape, size, whatever, women are constantly saying, I'm so fat. Oh my God. 
like I hate myself I'm so fat oh my arms are so huge my legs are so big my tummy this and it's just like this whole idea of this bad thing being fat mm. and it's like I don't know if you've heard from your friends saying that or your experience of this whole like focus on fat yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um have you have you like heard so just yeah no I I mean I I think I have it pretty bad where like I every time I I in college so I don't live at home but every time I go back Mm. and see my mom or my family like I always ask them like do I look bigger like does it look like I've gained weight and then like anytime I'm at the gym or something I mean I think it comes in waves you know there could be some days where you are like oh my gosh I look incredible today I love my <laughs> and then other days you look at yourself and I'm like oh my god what am I doing you know and you get really down on yourself so it kind of just that's what I've experienced yeah. at least 100 mm-hmm. percent um so that like that's a huge thing that women are just constantly thinking that they're fat and I think that goes into like what can we do to help and that mindfulness and being present and focusing on the parts of our body that we may not like and practicing good habits around that. The filters, plastic surgery, all of that grinds my gears because people are posting themselves through the lens of the filter and then everyone thinks that this is what reality is and this is what people look like and it's unattainable it's unrealistic but it still puts that pressure on women to try and achieve that goal and again that triggers the whole body dysmorphia and depression and anxiety and eating disorders like it just has such a huge snowball effect on women's mental health Mm -hmm. um and I mean you know a lot of the research says maybe there needs to just be a you know education on media before you know media in schools or when people download the app on the fact that there are filters people may not look like they do in their photos I don't know what that media literacy education would look like but research says that maybe that needs to be implemented um it's hard because it's like there are some fun filters and if you love using filters whatever but it's when it has a really detrimental effect on mental health that I'm like "Mm, maybe this isn't so great yeah and I think too like it's starting to happen at a younger and younger age like I my little sister's friend says a little sister and she's like six and she was using using filters and when she would take the filter off she'd be like oh I'm so ugly without the filter and or I like myself better with the filter and it's just so sad to think about that like a girl that young already having thoughts like that it breaks my heart but yeah and that's like when I hear those stories my heart that's where it is like that's where my passion is when I hear that and I'm like at six years old, like you are not even going to enjoy your childhood because you're going to be so focused on the pressure of looking like everyone does on social media. Yeah. Is, and it's everywhere. It is, it's not just in Australia and America and in Western cultures. Like research shows that it's also in Africa where people have um, an iPhone and they're on social media and they're looking at what all these women look like and it's mm. just mm. anyway but <laughs> get really passionate about that that's so sad 
a lot of this stems from us just like not liking a certain part of our body and just not having that whole feeling of embracing ourselves and self-love. So mm-hmm. how do you recommend we actually start to love the parts of ourselves that we don't like? I mean, kind of like two minds about it because it's really hard to say to someone and like from personal experience when, you know, I've never loved my legs. So mm-hmm. when I was going through my eating disorder, it was like, I hated my legs and I wanted my legs to be as skinny as possible. And you know I just remember people being like well just start loving it like get over it and it's like sometimes you actually just need to go through that journey of sitting with those feelings of not liking your legs and that's okay like we're allowed to not like certain parts of our body and I think it's important for people to know that because in that there's pressure of like just get over it like why can't you love your legs why can't you love your face I hate my nose it's like people like just love your nose and I'm like oh thanks didn't think of that like (laughs) um so it's like sit with those feelings and feel it embrace it acknowledge it because if we just shove it to the side then it's going to keep coming back and sit at this um but in saying that as well go and seek advice from people whether it is reaching out to a platform that you follow and they are professionals giving evidence-based you know information go reach out to them ask for some support or guidance of where to go um you know if you don't have those mental health care plans and can't afford therapy there's amazing platforms on social media despite social media having (laughs) like negative effects um but also I think it is about just that journey of putting in little habits every single day that can help you embrace parts of your body and it might take months it might take years it's not going to be an overnight thing but for example if you do hate your legs wear clothes that make you feel make your legs feel sexy make you feel sexy (laughs) you know um hang out with people who you know aren't going to judge you um as well, when it comes to body and stuff, this is what Terry, co-founder, um, was saying. She was like, when it comes to eating, when it comes to body, like, make sure that you're eating the stuff that in that moment, you're like, you know what, this is going to make me feel really good. It's going to nourish me long term. Don't restrict yourself. Don't overeat. Just try be mindful in that moment and like get into that habit. And I feel like it encompasses all of like the confidence and trusting yourself and believing in yourself and your worth and your value and all those different habits just kind of accumulate into that and help you achieve that I love what you said too about because within the wellness community and stuff I think there's sometimes a lot of pressure where you you have to love your whole self like you have to just embrace who you are you have to have confidence Mm -hmm if you hate your nose initially, like you have to start loving it now and all this stuff. And I think it's important to recognize that you don't have to love all parts of yourself, but I think it's more like the acceptance piece. Like you don't have to love it, but you can, accept it. you know? Yeah. So I think that's awesome. 100%. And what are some resources and maybe other podcasts, books, other Instagram accounts that you would recommend people lean on in times of trouble or like when they're battling with the low self-image what would you recommend um I love I think they call it embody health 
Body Health London or something. It's two like dancing dietitians. Mm. They're awesome. Um, and it's just like a fun way to learn about eating and health dietetics, I guess. Not so much in the body space, but I think in terms of coming into your own, having that confidence, living by what you want to live by and accepting your value and your worth. It doesn't really have much to do with eating, but Glennon Doyle's book, Untamed, I don't know what it was about that, but it just like lit a spark in me about following who you are and embracing who you are. And that's a lot of where eating comes from and negative thoughts. It's about not loving yourself and embracing yourself. So that was a really great book. Um, Awakened Woman by Dr. Tara Trent was really great. And that's also not like focused on eating, but it's a lot about the fact that we're just, fucking incredible as women and we can achieve so much and I think it just got me out the mindset of focusing on eating and body and rather being like there is so much more to this world and my life that I can focus on um so there's a bit of that and if you're a therapist listening to this go and listen to um you should talk to someone it is phenomenal and so much fun to listen to I audio book it, but yes, <laughs> that's good. Um, but also I'm happy to send you some stuff because I just went blank, but I'll um, find some things and send it to you by email and yeah, you can send put me, it in like the notes or whatever. Yeah, send me everything. I want to share it with everyone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. And yeah. where, where can people find you? Like your website, Instagram, all that. Yeah, so you can... Search on Instagram, bodylove.women. And To Do Women on Instagram, there's a website for To Do Women planners and stuff. I think shipping to America, though, is quite expensive. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, come and chat to us on Body Love Women. I'm more than happy to as well if you've got, like, certain questions or whatever I'm happy to help guide you if I feel like I can't support you with that um guide you somewhere else or Terry can guide you somewhere else so yeah come reach out say hi thank you thank you so much for coming on the podcast I loved chatting with you I feel like we could do a part two or something like there's so many oh my gosh we could talk about um but I really love this and I think it's going to help so many people. Thank you. Oh, I hope so. And thanks for having this podcast and this platform where people can come and listen to and get this advice, you know, even if it is just this platform that people listen to because they can't seek support anywhere else. Like that's amazing. You've helped then so many women about getting support and what to do, how to do it, all of that. So Thank you.